0: Hey, everybody, happy new year and welcome to the Vela News podcast. We've got some big news today and we've got a big guest joining us. Vela News Magazine is merging with Peloton Magazine, our sister publication. And joining us today on the show to talk about this is Peloton founder Brad Rowe. Good morning, Brad. How are you, sir?
1: Good morning, Ben. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Brad, you and I have been working together for a number of months. It's a little over coming up on a year now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, a year.
0: And listeners at home, you may or may not be aware of this that the that Peloton and VeloNews have been trading pulls in the media landscape. It's been great fun to work with. Someone who for years was a competitor um, and, <laughs> and is now a, a teammate. And we're, we're bringing that team even closer together uh, f- starting now. So Peloton Magazine, the award-winning Peloton Magazine, uh, is going forward going to be a joint effort of the fine folks at Peloton and some of us chuckleheads at Vela News. So I thought, Brad, I'd like we could take this episode to introduce Peloton to folks who may not be uh, intimately familiar with it. I think most of our listeners are aware. Many are subscribers. We know this. Many of us subscribed and enjoyed both magazines for many years. But for those that haven't, let's take a little stroll down memory lane as to, as to how Peloton came about, you know, what, what the intentions were back in the day and, and where Peloton is now positioning itself in the, in the ever-changing media landscape. So let's, let's start at the start, shall we? You know, you were, you know, a long time editor at Road Bike Action uh, out there in California. Did that for many years. Why start another cycling magazine?
1: Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, It seems like a long time ago now. Um, It was. It was like 11 years ago. Um, I had left road bike action, um, was riding my bike quite a bit. Um, maybe a little bit too much. Um, no such thing. And (laughs) yeah. And sort of dreamed up, um, creating a new and different media company and magazine. Um, on my ride, I kept riding by Tim Stamber's house, um, who was then the Creative Director of Road, and he kept seeing me ride my bike, and he'd stop and join me, and we got to talking, and it was just a dream to create our own brand, our own media company, um, and it was approached by an investment group. Let, just, let me just
0: jump in really quick. So, Road, yeah. Road Magazine, and it was, it was yeah, huge in California, uh, but for those of you who didn't see, that was just a ridiculously gorgeous magazine. You know, like all, yeah, all, the, all the different titles, you know, have yeah. different strengths, but Tim, one thing we were always envious of is just how he could crush it with the visuals and to, to, to murder a Frank Zappa quote, you know, talking about magazine visuals is sort of like dancing about music, right? But yeah, want to express as best I can, I'm waving here, gesticulating another thing that doesn't work well on a podcast, but yeah, Tim's visuals were just always gorgeous.
1: Yeah, they were. And I was always impressed with him. And and so we got to talking and the dream was to combine the best um, team, put the best team together. Um, and so Tim was was the first on the list and met Adam Reek, who was running Sport USA. And I was friends with Ben Edwards, who owned TestRider.com, which did reviews. And yeah, it pretty quickly came together together. Um, and we got the funding and we launched uh, at Eurobike in 2010 and really quickly um, gained traction and support of the industry. And um, the idea was just to have a more visual, more creative, more cultural cycling brand. And yeah, it's, it was a crazy fun 11 years and um, I'm really proud of what our team was able to create.
0: And know, News for years, you know, our tagline was the Journal of Competitive Cycling we covered and still cover online bike racing, right? That was the, that was the driving force often with a North American focus, whether, you know, covering the very few North Americans who made it to the top level, but just, you know, addressing the North American audience, like, you know, taking folks along for the ride before I joined. That's how I got introduced to it with, you know, beautiful writers like John Wilcoxon introducing me to the, to the Bergs and the, you know, the Cobbles of Belgian racing among other things. So, you know, Velenus has stayed pretty true to that focus on bike racing. Peloton encompassed some bike racing, but it was, you know, broader and deeper and and much, much more than that. Um, So talk about how you saw Peloton, you know, vis-a-vis a a road bike action or a road or a Velenus both then. And then we can talk about, you know, the, the landscape now, but And what was the thinking as far as like, what's the direction of the magazine? What are we going to write about? Who are we going to, which photographers are we going to get? Which events are we going to? Which events are we going to say that's, we're not going to cover, you know, six day track races every second of that. You know, what was the, what was the vision?
1: Yeah, I, I think even right out of the gate, the vision was really visual, really long storytelling. Um, and it was pretty heavily weighted towards European racing and European photographers and and the history of Italy and France and Belgium and Spain. And um, that's just sort of what we were interested in as as a team. And so um, we quickly brought in the Grubers and we brought in um, photographers from around the world. And I always say this, but like the main impetus of Peloton initially was a collective of other people, other writers, other photographers. Um, We tried to find the best, the best journalists, the best photography, um, best video that we could find and, and bring it all together into one brand. So, um, I mean, Peloton's success really um, still is really dependent on all these varied voices from around the world. And I think that that was different um, 11 years ago. And, and I think it's it's still different today. It's what makes Peloton unique.
0: Yeah. yeah you mentioned the Grubers that those are, of course, Ashley. And Jared Gruber, yeah. the the, yeah. the talented duo, and and they definitely went their own way with race photography. Um, initially, uh, like many of us, like out of necessity, being scrappy and saying like, okay, there's already some established players, the Graham Watsons, the Getty Images of the world, posted up at the finish lines, getting the finish line shots. How can we bring a, a different angle, both literally and and rhetorically, to to the conversation of cycling and to the visual display of cycling. And, and the years since have just gotten ridiculously good at doing that.
1: Really um, good. Yeah. I think they, Tim, <clears throat> Tim and Jared and Ashley were friends. They worked a lot with road. And so that, that's how that relationship began. I think, you know, they were, I think Jared did a feature on new Orleans in our very first issue. So they, they've been with us um, from the very beginning. And that was a relationship that Tim had at road and, yeah to see how how they've grown and and just how popular their photography is is just testament to how amazingly talented they both are and um we're we're happy to have them in the pages of Peloton every issue
0: now let's talk about the why behind the merger you know you were mentioning that part of part of Peloton's success is is teamwork right and collaboration between different folks with different perspectives around the globe and now you've got uh, the Velanews band Jumping in the back of your van, we were just joking about how this you know could be somewhat like a, a Thanksgiving extended family. Like, okay, well, there's some things we should talk about. Maybe some things we shouldn't talk about. Oh no, <laughs> now Uncle Ben's had yeah. a couple of drinks. He's going to mention politics. He's going to go there. But let's, uh, let's talk about the you know why are the you know why not continue two magazines? Why are we going with with one?
1: Yeah, it, it's a great question. I'm sure it's, especially for villainous subscribers, um, it's top of mind and, and as Ben and I spoke about, and and this is the, just the truth from, from my perspective, like I'm, I love print. I love magazines. I love first edition books. Um, like there's no joy in, in to me and in, in any, uh, print title going away. I think the difference in this situation, um, is that the news voice and the news writers and and history is now being brought into Peloton. So, um, yes, you will be getting a Peloton print um, magazine six times a year. But I think it's really important for for your listeners to know that there will be features uh, from you, from Betsy, from from Hoodie, from Cy, from Jim Cotton. Um, all of those voices that you have loved in in print for Bella News will now be in Peloton. And to add to that, um, as most of you know, with with our acquisition of Cycling Tips, their voices will also be in Peloton. So this print product um, out of this outside group is is really a celebration of all of our brands. And that may sound a little bit corny, but, but it's true. There's there's so many writers and photographers and relationships um, and storytelling that come from these three brands. And, and the print product of Peloton will now really be a celebration of that large format, um, 132 pages, so significantly bigger than, than Belenew's print. Um, and we want it to be, a yeah, a celebration, a collectible product that inspires people to ride and to travel and to, to keep going um, and focused on history and, and culture and, and racing.
0: So just to clarify, Velonews magazine is merging into Peloton magazine. If you're currently a Velonews subscriber, thank you very much, and you will continue to receive this new, enhanced Peloton magazine. Uh, if you're a member of Velonews that are the cycling bundle, also thank you very much. That means you get you know exclusive access to all of our content online. Uh, soon, Peloton. Magazine.com will also be part of that, uh, and then you continue to get the magazine. Um, one thing we saw when we introduced the uh, you know the acquisition both of, of Peloton and then of Cycling Tips, you know, it was a, a lot of positive. Of, hey, I love all those brands. Cool, all in one place. And then there was some negative feedback, like, oh, great, this just you know, mergers means fewer voices and consolidations, and and you know, we were. P- certainly aware of that and somewhat wary of that ourselves and and what we're trying to do now is just see you know focus on our strengths who does what well and let's do let's do that instead of all trying to do many things and effectively compete against each other you know now that we're all on the same team how can we focus on our strengths and peloton has been crushing it with print and i'm happy to say as you mentioned like the, the voices aren't going away you know there's the velvet the velaton <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just put it together the the Velanews writers um will be featured in this new magazine and also cycling tips writers and and we've already seen you know it's uh, cycling journalism is sort of like bike racing there's there's only so many players there um and there's already been cross pollination so for instance you know kaylee frets the editor in chief at Cycling Tips was a one time Vellanus tech writer. Uh Kayla and I worked together and enjoyed that. And so there's common history there. And uh going back deeper, John Wilcoxon, you know, one of yeah. one of the key players at news was a part owner for years, uh, who brought me on to news the first time I was here, you know, seventeen years ago or so, uh, has been working with you there at Peloton. So it's uh, we're not we're not strangers to each other and we're hoping that we can we can um, make a better magazine and better websites because of this. We are certainly <laughs> yeah. human and, and we're <laughs> aren't, aren't claiming perfection. Um, no, but I, I feel like we've got some, some great momentum and are pointing in the right direction. So before we start talking about the future, uh, speaking of Kaylee and John, I thought we'd just uh, go back and get the perspectives from uh, Kaylee of his time at Vella News and now his perspective perspective at cycling tips, and also first speak with John Wilcoxon about what bike magazines were like uh, when he got VeloNews very much off the ground back in the day. So let's let's go to John now. So I was hoping you could you know, just give us a couple nuggets of what covering bike racing was like uh, for the beginning of VeloNews. And as you note, you know, it was Northeast Bicycle News 50 years ago. Um, but, you know, came to Boulder and was rechristened Vela New. So what was what was the thrust of of the magazine? What was the point of the magazine?
2: Well, the, the very point of uh, the, the Georges starting a magazine was that there wasn't any publication. There was uh, just word of mouth of uh, results and what was happening in the world. You know, there was no internet. There was no... News about bike racing in newspapers. There was nothing on TV. There was there was nothing. So um, there was a magazine on the west coast called Competitive Cycling, um, which they did the results and covered some reports of racing there. And the George's started one on the on the east coast, and um, it soon became. It was called Cycle News after it was called Northeast Bicycle News because they wanted to expand the breadth of the coverage Mm. because they often went to the Midwest and national championships. And uh, and then a year after that, um, it was changed from Cycle News because there was a motorcycle publication called that, which threatened to do them. (laughs) (laughs) So they changed the name to Velo News because Velo is the French word for a bike race bike racing, and uh, so that's how Velenus actually first became that in 1975. Um, um, three years after that, 1978, I'm jumping around a little bit, but uh, the history of Belenuse, um goes via the Col de Tourmalais in the Pyrenees. I was um, I was covering the Tour de France for the sunny times of London and I was um, in a race vehicle going up the Col de Tourmalet and we stopped because the driver recognised some people having a picnic, <laughs> which was a very nice sunny day. We walked down um, and I started chatting with the guy and we both realised we weren't French. We were both speaking French but we realised we were in French and this guy turned out to be Robin McGowan. <laughs> uh-huh. And Robin McGowan, um, he was covering the Tour de France for Penthouse UK magazine, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Um, we made friends and we visited each other. He was living in Burgundy at the time. And uh, eventually I, I met uh, his son, Felix McGowan. And um, a few years after that, I became editor of uh, Winning magazine which was published in Brussels. And uh, I invited Felix over to be an intern for a summer, which he really lapped up and loved.
0: Uh
2: Um, And uh, so when uh, I was done with winning, um, we had a break break up with the publisher, which often happens in publishing. And uh, I said to Felix um, when we were at the, Interbike show in in L.A. that uh, I'd like to start a, a magazine in this country, and um, also in the meeting was uh, uh, one of the riders for winning uh, Susan Eastman, who was moving back to Boulder, and Felix was um, he was just ending school at C.U. Um, sorry, U.C. Um, Santa Cruz, and we started a magazine called Inside Cycling, and we registered uh, the company as Inside Communications, and we did two issues of that magazine, and uh, it failed in the end because of uh, the Black October of 1987 when the stock market crashed and all our uh, would-be investors uh, pulled out and... um, so for a year uh we didn't do anything other than Felix um was selling his dad's books from the trunk of his car g- going around bike races in colorado so the company was still <laughs> functioning <for> getting <laughs> some income uh
0: uh-huh. from the back of a car
2: yeah <laughs> yeah and at the same time i i went to live in new york with my new girlfriend i'd made who's now my wife and um during that time I started writing for Velonews. I went to the nineteen eighty-eight Giro d'Italia that Andy Hampston won. So I was on top of the on the top of the Col de Gavia in the snowstorm that everyone was always yes. talking about. Yes, yes. And um so we had a long interview with Andy in Velonews, and um we found out that Velonews was up for sale. Um and this was through um a man called David Walls, who became one of our investors. He lived on 95th Street in Manhattan, and it just happened I was living in an apartment around the corner, 94th <laughs>
0: Street. It, it's a small town, New York City, right? It's a small town.
2: <laughs> and uh, so the, a long short story short, we we put together a package and uh, we bought Vala and uh i was living in new york so i was going up driving up to brattleboro vermont where the publication was put together um interestingly this was old school um tech you know the the magazine was still um printed a, a local print shop and they did all the typesetting and all the rest of it and uh, the, the magazine was 16 years old at that point and had some decent editors um, Ed Pavalka was one. He went on to become editor of Bicycling. And then Tim, Tim Blumenthal was one of the editors. And uh, as you know, he came, moved to Bolden and uh, created People for Bikes. And um, there was a little conflict between their old style, which was putting a magazine out 18 times a year, would you believe. And there were six issues in the winter and 12 in the summer and they, they felt if there was news that wasn't too timely, they'd leave it for the next issue. But, <laughs> uh, I remember I went up for the, uh, the time we had a reporter doing the Cyclocross Worlds in Europe, and uh, it, it was just on deadline. And then to get photos, we had to... Corvoss was our Dutch photographer, and he, was, he printed out black and white pictures and put them in the mail. <laughs> this was the way we got things. Yeah. And I remember I was at the printers and it was touch and go whether we were going to get these photos in time. And uh, they were special delivery and <laughs> through the post office and we, we just got them in time. But um, th- that was the sort of uh, technology was so different back then. There was there was nothing instant. And Melanie uh, right. that- was was still the voice of cycling, is really. It was... It, if you didn't have vinyls, you wouldn't know what was going on, particularly in Europe.
0: Yeah, and that that is how the news was delivered. When it showed up in your mailbox, that was in fact news, even though exactly. it was weeks weeks after the event. You would see, okay, who won that race weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and that's how exactly. it was delivered.
0: Another, you know, now races can be covered by journalists and others just sitting at home in our pajamas, watching live streams and mm-hmm. tweeting and typing away. It wasn't always the case. Now you you've covered scores of grand tours and classics and uh, small races. You know, sometimes in, in press vehicles the way you've mentioned, but you've also done so on your bicycle. What what what? Yeah, I've, I jog my memory. What year was that? Where you were, you
2: know, <laughs> well chasing I... the,
0: the tour on bicycles. You know, Lachlan Morton he did his alt tour this year. You know that was that was a cool thing, but that was not a new thing. Lucky.
2: Well, I actually uh, I, I I covered the Tour de France four times on a bike. Right, four times. Okay, riding two hundred kilometers a day and uh, and with, with with a typewriter, correct? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know it, it, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but even 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 back then, uh, when you were in a press car, you really had to work hard because. Um, you, you didn't have live television all day. You, you had to be in the race. You had to, um, your press car, you had to follow and actually precede the, the peloton until there was a breakaway. And then when the breakaway got a minute or two's lead, you dropped in behind the breakaway. You could see it. So you actually saw everything that was happening that today you just see on TV. And but the, it was better actually because you could feel which way the wind was blowing. You could you could hear the crowds, you could see the guys' faces. You know, you'd ride alongside the breakaway, and you could see the guys' faces, what they were doing, and the, who was suffering, who wasn't, and mm-hmm. all the rest. And and then you were you were also not just seeing that yourself, but you were the
0: eyes through which readers were seeing that. Like that was that was the conduit to to convey the, the information and parse through what was. Important versus not important. One thing I found fascinating is, you know, with the, the tour being created as something for newspaper, right? You know, with you know Henry the ground, creating the tour as like, hey, what what would be an epic adventure that readers would be interested in following along with um, in written format? And you mm-hmm. know, if, if the tour was created today for television, it might have uh, you know had a different a different format. So, speaking of today, let's let's yeah jump forward. And, A few decades, and and now that journalists are no longer the sole eyes and ears of of what is happening in racing, you know what is what is the role of us as storytellers, and in particular as us as you know magazine storytellers, you know where do you see what we what we're doing now? Uh, How does that fit into the current landscape? Where? where there's not just live coverage, but teams are telling stories and writers are, you know, on their own social media accounts telling stories and videos and such. What 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 is our role, John? What are we doing now?
2: Well, the role is to to find something different, not a different angle, or a different perspective, a different voice. Because in a you know, in the Tour de France, there's 180 odd guys, they've all got a story. So you, you can find different stories which are not shown on TV. And that's what knows. gradually did, because I, I remember in the 80s um, when we were still reporting everything in great detail, I was at uh, start of Liège-Bastogne in Belgium, and uh, I was chatting with Bob Roll, who was on the 7-Eleven team then.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I looked down at his bike and saw there was some riding on the sidewall of his tyres. And I, I said, Bob, what's all that? He says, Oh, it's just some poems I've been writing. On <laughs> <laughs> his sidewalls. <laughs> and and it's, and and it's, I said, Well, do you keep a diary? Do you write much? He said, Yeah. So from that day on, for every issue of Eleanor's, we had Bob Roll's diary, which is a different perspective. This is the sort of thing you're looking for now. And he, he told some great stories and and now, you know, Bob went on and became a TV commentator. Um and similarly we had a a rider diary of Alan Piper, who's just retired from being a top manager of a Tour de France winner, um, and Frankie Andre was another rider diary. Um, so I, I think today people want to know everything about the people they're seeing, which they can't know without somebody asking them, and and we're the people who have to do that. Um, so that's that's one aspect and. The other is tactics of, of bike racing. You know, why did somebody do this? People see somebody attacking, but often the commentators don't really know what's going on. The TV commentators. So the journalists who have the experience and knowledge and the background, you can you can tell people what exactly was going on at any one point, rather than um, it just being a sideshow. Sure, and I think one thing that
0: that we bring, and that is certainly I've always appreciated about your writing, was context. In that now there is no shortage of immediate information, but it's you know coming in uh, just short staccato bursts of "Here's what's happening now," "Here's what's happening now," "Here's what's happening now," and I mm-hmm. think what what you've always done very well, and what Peloton has done well, is take a, a longer view and contextualize each one of those, or the the key parts of those staccato bursts of information and just, just you know, set that within the landscape and help you know, readers understand what this is and why it matters and, and kind of blend in multiple voices. Whereas, you know, it's great to have direct access to writers through their social media feeds and they'll give you their perspective. And that's, that's important and, and certainly super cool to see like inside the team buses or whatever from,
1: mm-hmm. from their
0: hands on their phones. but. You know, it's not their job to take the 30,000 foot view of what's going on in that one race as a whole, much less bike racing as a whole. So I, I feel like that's, that's a, a neat role that, that, uh, you know, journalism in general and Peloton in particular continues to have. And
2: yeah. I, I think one thing that Peloton brings that we didn't really have a space for in Belarus at the time is the history of the sport. And, uh, I've been writing lots of historic Features starting with the invention of the bicycle back in you know, 100 200 years ago, or whatever. But at the uh, beginning, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's and I think that's important. Like for this, the first um new issue of Valenus with Pelotons coming up, I'm just I've just ri- written a story about uh the Grand Prix des Nations, the time trial, which was virtually the world championship of time trialing. Mm-hmm. Which People have sort of forgotten about, and uh, and the one I chose was 1984 Nations, which was in Cannes on the French Riviera, in September, and it was 90 kilometers long. People today would probably faint. 90 kilometers, <laughs> but the, the 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 four protagonists were um, Sean Kelly, Stephen Roach, Lauren Fignon, and Bernardino, and all of them were tour winners or won tours, won classics. And, you know, today you wouldn't see all the top guys riding a time trial like that 90 kilometers long in in September. But um, it gives you a perspective of of what the... (laughs) Because there was was one line that I found, a quote that... uh, um, about Eno, he said, well, I only, I only raced a hundred days this year. <laughs> <Old man>. <laughs> <laughs> he would, whereas Kelly, he would do like 140, 150 days of racing a year. And races today do half that amount, if, if you're lucky, 60 or 70 races. So, um, that, that, these perspectives, um, I think historic ones are really important as, as well as, uh, Current um, riders, but just to look back at the events and the places, and and why why these, um, why is Paris-Roubaix a monument, and and why is paris Tour not a monument? Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, I think that's what people will find in the new magazine. Is there's going to be a lot more in depth perspective to what the sport is about as well as all the the tech you know we we have pages and pages of of tech of the latest bikes and i still ride a bike that's 25 years old but <laughs> <laughs> i'm editing stories all the time about the, the the latest i can't believe how light current bikes are for instance they're half the weight of uh, the bikes i raced on in the 60s <laughs> yes yeah it, yeah that's a, a key point that, that in addition to
0: all the the rich history and, and deep stories, it's not just uh, a relic of Peloton Magazine. It's it's very much in the rooted in the present, uh, looking forwards uh, mm-hmm. as well as backwards. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so many great stories in there, and I'm I'm so glad you're still a part of it. And just for listeners to know, I just should thank you, John, for helping me get my start. Many years ago, of bringing me on at uh, at Villanews, I'd been you know working at a trade publication, bicycle retailer. Now also part of the, the outside family, but uh, yeah,
2: well that's, you, that's
0: you, been you one bringing of... me on was was where I got my start, and now they're going to have to pull me kicking and screaming out of it. But some...
2: <laughs> well, that, that's that's one been one of the pleasures of uh, working and being editor and publisher of different so many different magazines is is the people who've come in had their chance to do it and i I, i've when i when when i left fellow news i felt sad because um you know it was part of my life part of the history of of publishing and cycling but also it was the people who came to work with us and they came here they settled they had houses had families and that, that's the most gratifying part of, uh, of publishing magazines is not just something being on the newsstand every few weeks. It's, it's, it's the people that um, you work with, the people you meet, and the, and the friends you make. So, um, Absolutely. So, you know, fellow News and Peloton uh, are going to be together, and I think that's a great thing. It's like a family coming back together. (laughs) Absolutely,
0: Brad and I were just joking about how it's sometimes dysfunctional family, but a a loving and one one family nonetheless. It's quite (laughs) quite a legacy you've you've helped build, John. So
2: yeah, one thing I was I was talking to someone the other day. It's uh, we're going from back from inside to outside, inside communication to outside.
0: At every angle covered. Well, John, once again, thank you for building the legacy. And I agree that the, the people are a huge part of it and you know, I've enjoyed speaking with you. And, and now we're going to go and speak with Kaylee Fretz, another man okay. who's come through the Melanie's family. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you, John. And now we are joined by Kaylee Fretz, editor-in-chief at Cycling Tips and former... Vela News staffer. How are you Kaylee?
3: I am excellent Ben. I'm fantastic.
0: Well thanks for coming on. We're as you know talking about the brave new future of the three cycling road drop bar cycling titles all coming together into one Peloton excuse the pun with you know Vela News Magazine merging with Peloton Magazine and now Cycling Tips as a sister company so i wanted to pick your brain on two things good sir one what was your view of vela News when you came on as a uh, very enthusiastic technical rider and bike racer 10
3: what was that 10 years ago yeah, i was longer than, i was 20 i think i was 21 or 22 so that would be 12 years 12 13 years ago 12 yeah. Years ago.
0: yeah something so, like that. Yeah, so a jump yeah. back into the past there and then also want to hear your take and share that with listeners of 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 how cycling tips and Vela news are doing similar things or doing different things. You know, uh, just just get your perspective there. So let's let's start at the start. When when you came into velo news, what what the heck was Vela news 12 years ago?
3: <gasps> well, you were my boss, Ben. <laughs> that that was I I I tell people this all the time. I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Ben. Uh, you were a fantastic boss, and you were a, bi- a big part of the reason why I continued in this line of work. Because I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but when I took an internship at Bellinis, uh, I wasn't really intending to make this a career so much. <laughs> none of us were. Uh, yeah. None of us were. <laughs> uh, I, I was like supposed to go to law school and and things like that. And and I loved it. And I absolutely loved it. And I, I should, I should preface this with like, I grew up in a bike family. My dad rides bikes. We've, we've both, you've written with my dad, Ben. Bailin,
0: yeah. Good guy.
3: Yeah. And you know, I grew up with stacks of Velenuses around the house at all times. In fact, I think there's still probably stacks of Velenuses downstairs in, in my parents' basement. And so it was, it was always a brand that meant a lot to me and had a lot of history to me. And, uh, i uh, well, wow, my dad was incredibly excited that I was working there. He was telling all of his <laughs> friends, all of his riding buddies. And th- there's, there's a lot of pride, and I think, in working for, I mean, the preeminent bike racing publication in North America. And, that, and that's what Velenus has always been and, and remains to this day. No question in my mind. So, yeah, I, I joined VN and was just really excited about it. <laughs> not particularly good at anything that I was doing. Uh, I remember you gave me an assignment early on and I was supposed to write like 40 words, um, summing up a, a previous issue. Like we had a little section of the magazine every time that was like a, uh, yeah. Now on this, then, I think on it was this, Yeah. 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 On, on, this, the, on this, month, like this, on this, on this month, like 10 years ago and 20 years ago. And, yeah, yeah. and I, I went into my little cubicle and, and I worked on that 40 words for, I don't know, 90 minutes or something and you just sort of poke your head (laughs) and you're like so um just write that just write it just don't stop stop over stop it (laughs) stop overthinking this yeah it was was a learning experience for me that entire uh that my internship which turned into thanks to you uh a a short part-time gig which turned into a full-time gig which turned into well the two of us talking on a podcast right now uh yeah it's, it's i have a lot to be thankful for in, in that in that chain of events
0: yeah that was a fun history when certainly shared a lot of f- fun times there you know like riding with yourself man, failing in belgium which stands out as a highlight of a of, uh, a, so of a work trip that had some good times in there too and and now <laughs> now with cycling tips let's jump into the the present day you know speaking of parlaying work and good times into into one thing. and seems that you're doing a lot of cool stuff with cycling tips, which where the, the racing coverage is part of it and racing analysis part of it, but that's not the whole thing. It's not, it's not just a, uh, you know, we, we were in some ways competitors for a while cycling tips and Vela News, um, sure. but it's not like they're, it's not like two bike race teams where the objective is the same with, with exact same goals. So, yeah, so, I mean, so I mean, how, how do you see what, how do you see cycle? What cycling tips doing now?
3: what are we doing now? I, I, what are you I doing, Keely? What are you doing? What are we doing? I have no idea, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we, we, you know, like I went from one to another, right? Like I, I left Velanus and came to Cycling tips and I did that because they were different. And I was just, you know, on a personal level, on a professional level, I was looking for, to do something a little bit different Sure. because I'd been at VN for I think seven or eight years or something like that. Uh, and, 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 you know, that, that kind of speaks to the fact that the two titles, while kind of, generally pointed in the same direction are, are we really approach things quite differently. And I think that, that that is, is really just going to continue. And basically we're going to even double down on some of those differences, right? Because, well, what's the point of doubling down on our similarities? Right, <laughs> That's right. We're all now part of the same family. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So we're really good at, well, stuff like James Wong's tech coverage. We're really good at yes. adventure kind of, kind of content. We're really good at, uh, I think inspiration is one of the things that that we really try to drive. And, you know, we speak to riders in a way that, well, it, like like we're just one of them, like we're just another another cyclist out here talking about stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I worked at VeloNews and I think I think this is still the same over there is, you know, it's an authority and it's a slightly different um, just just a slightly different point of view. Right. Like VN has always been. And authority on bike racing, you, you 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 know you go to get your Andrew Hood contextual analysis. Tell me what happened in tell me what happened in that Tour de France stage, and tell me why it matters. And CT is more, I don't know, like regular Joe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really know how. To, like what what the right word is, but it's more from the perspective of people that just ride and 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 talking about riding versus. A a journal of competitive cycling, like the, the the long time tagline of Vn, that brings you all the news that you need, that brings you all the context that you need, that brings you all the analysis that you need, that speaks to you as a fan of of professional racing or not professional racing or gravel racing or whatever the racing might be, but racing as a fan of racing, that's that's who News talks to, and CT we do a bit of that, right? We do some news, we certainly cover the Tour de France, we do you know we we want to we we. Frankly, before we were acquired, we were stepping into that space more and more and more. But, you know, when I look at what we're good at and what VN's good at, we don't want to push kind of too far down. I think that that particular road and we can still step back and do broader stories with context about bike racing and and tell beautiful stories about bike racing because we think it's the most beautiful sport in the world. And we can still try to get people really excited about bike racing or just riding their bikes but the two perspectives are still always going to be different and i think that that's why that's why the two always coexist i mean have coexisted for the last 10 years right it's it's they are not the same thing and they speak to you know a largely similar group of people but we do so in different ways right
0: sure and the tone tone is one thing that i appreciate about cycling tips. And I don't, I want to say it's any less expert by any means. Like the folks there have been living the life and covering the life for years and years. Um, but it does, it it feels more like talking to a good expert friend who knows what they're talking about, but isn't afraid of making jokes while they're explaining something to you. Whereas yeah, villainous will go more just like the straight up the middle old school journalism, just the facts, ma'am type
3: approach. And yeah, and and both are valuable, right? I mean, that that it, you like you one hundred percent nailed it. I think that tone is probably the primary differentiator between between the two titles. Because let's be honest, we're all talking about bikes and bike racing, and there's only so many different way different things to talk about within that space. But there are lots of different ways to talk about essentially the same thing. And it pulls in different audiences, and it pulls in different readers, and, and people know what they're going to get from either brand. And I think that that's kind of the the the, whole, the real purpose of it, is that, you know, VN's got a soul, and people know what they're going to get when they open that site up, and they know what they're going to get when they open a hoodie piece, or they open a Jim Cotton piece, or, or they open a side piece, or, or whatever. And the same thing happens over on CT, which is people know what they're going to get when they open a James Wong piece, and they know what they're going to get when they open a Dane Cash piece. They, they, they just... Those, those differences in perspective, those differences in tone, those are what define each one of the two titles, and that's why we coexisted uh, not peacefully prior, and now we're, now we're peaceful.
0: Yeah, competitively, yeah. We've, we've reached, we've reached
3: a, a, an agreement. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been an enjoyable ceasefire. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of enjoying James Wong pieces, that's you know one cool thing about the new Peloton magazine going forward is that while the, each website will remain unique and 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 you know, possessive of its own voice, magazine will now be bringing these uh, different, disparate voices together. So yeah, in the next issue or the current issue, I should say, of Peloton, you can read a James Wong piece as well. So.
3: Yeah, you've got James's stuff. I think Dave Rome's had a couple pieces in there, and I mean that's that's great, right? Because a magazine's different from a website. I, that that goes without saying. One shows up at your door and is full of a, a specific curated, you know, amount of content, versus the internet where you can just go wherever you want and get whatever you want, whatever you want all the time. So it's kind of it's it's important, I think, for online for the three sites to kind of continue to differentiate and continue to speak with their own voice, but to put the sort of best of all of that into Peloton is a, is a pretty darn good solution. I mean, I've, I've got, I was literally right before this call thumbing through the latest issue, we showed up <laughs> not too long ago, the one with Marianne Voss on the, on the cover. Yeah. And it's, it's, great cover. Uh, it's cool. Frankly, it's cool for us to see our, our work in print too. Like that's, that's something that I miss from my VN days. And I miss, I miss writing for a print publication and being able to see your, your name in print and your work in print. And it just feels more, weighty? I I don't It feels more. It literally feels weighty because there's something there to it. Literally, literally heavier, but yeah, there's something different about it. And I think that the staff here, the staff at Cycling Tips is pretty excited about it for that reason. You know, when, when, when Brad reaches out and says, Hey, what do you guys got that you think would be great to go in in the next issue? You know, hands always go up over on the side because it's, it's a cool thing. And, and, you know, in this line of work, it's one of the, it's one of the little perks that you get to see your name up in light, so to speak.
0: Yeah, and one thing I appreciate is the layout options. You know, I was speaking with Brad about how Tim Chambers does such a fantastic job laying out things or folks like Jared and Ashley Gruber can contribute beautiful photos that when you can, you know, pull out a magazine spread, that's a fundamentally different experience than just sitting there on your couch thumbing around on your phone even if it's the same image. So that's certainly one thing I missed. You know, between my two stints of Ellen, is working for Bike Radar and Cycling News, where it was just a website, and that was great. Just shoveling content into the same hole—it's uh, very quick and efficient. But yeah, you you you, you lose out on the you know, spending time picking just the right photo and different fonts and, and just all the
3: the curation the, of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a totally different level of curation.
0: Yeah. Well, we have to leave it there, but certainly appreciate your work and appreciate being coworkers once again with you, Mr. Fritz. Keep up all the great. great work at Cycling Tips.
3: The bike industry is just a big flat circle. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all come back around again.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Ben. We'll come back around with you soon. Thanks, Gary. Now we're back with Brad Rowe, founder of Peloton Magazine, and. Fearless leader of our future. Now, Brad, what do you see there in that crystal ball you've got next to your podcast microphone? Where, <laughs> where, where do you envision the new Peloton magazine going into the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what's important to realize for bonus listeners is it's just the excitement of what we're building in this group. So um, you'll have Peloton magazine, which is a celebration of all of our uh, road cycling brands in print form. Um, you obviously have the the amazing riding, uh, race coverage, gravel coverage, uh, European coverage, atella um, news, um, a recent acquisition with cycling tips with which I'm sure all of you are familiar with, just just amazing uh, leadership and writing um, and storytelling. Um, and then part of our group that we should mention is also Pink bike um, for those of you are familiar with that, um, and beta. And so what we've done, um, or what Robin Thurston has done as a CEO and, and Carl, um, the new leader of this group is, is that we're bringing all these amazing brands together. And, um, honestly, like I'm learning from pink bike, I'm learning from cycling tips. I've learned a lot from Ben, um, and his team on Velo news, just on just the frequency of storytelling and, and keeping, um, traffic, um, and interesting, compelling stories every day together um, and, and posting them. And, and so the exciting thing is we're trying to create, and I think we are, um, the most compelling, um, most comprehensive and greatest membership um, offering in the cycling industry in the world. And, and that's a challenge, right? It, it's It's so many talented people, so many compelling brands that are great on their own and, and putting them all together. Um, and I'm just really excited about it. It's not perfect yet. As you can imagine, like Ben mentioned, a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, the first few hours can be a little, can be challenging. And once everyone sits down and once, once we bring everyone together, um, I'm really hopeful, um, you know, very soon in the next couple months that, that customers and readers and followers are going to see just this amazing amount of content and productivity and, and inspiration coming from this group. And so hang in there with us for sure. I mean, I know this news is, is probably, um, upsetting to a lot of, of loyal Bella news subscribers, but just, I just ask that you hang in there with us and, and give Peloton magazine a chance. Um, just notice how many varied voices are in, in the brand and, uh, the same for all of our, our titles. I mean, as we come together, we're creating something really amazing. And, uh, we want you all along for the ride.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah a couple a couple points to underscore. One is that, you know, velanews.com is certainly not going away. It's, that's, you know, full steam ahead there. And so instead of the Velanews staff dividing uh, time between writing for the website and producing magazine, we're still going to write for Peloton, but uh, now it's just all effort. Hundred percent into bellnews.com. so we're very much excited about that. That's not going anywhere.
1: No, uh, exactly.
0: Yeah, same with CyclingTips.com. The uh, Kaylee Frets, Wade Wallace, the, the team there, full steam ahead. Um, and now we're just all on the same Slack channel, so we can collaborate where it where it makes sense and, and trying to trying to share the load and and work together while you know while still keeping distinct voices and distinct perspectives. We're not trying to water water it down and, um, have it a completely homogenized experience, but, you know, it's sort of do what, uh, Brad, you were talking about with the origins of Peloton of, of just try to find the, you know, the, the best storytellers, the best photographers out there, uh, who we value for their perspectives and their experience and, and give them a platform to tell those stories. So,
1: I think to to look at it in terms of a, a customer or a customer experience or a member, right? What we're trying to do is give you the best of everything in in one package. and in in, in this conversation, Peloton Print will be the print um, product, and and the news and gravel coverage will come from Velo News, and, and Cycling Tips has their own unique um, perspective on on the world of cycling, which is is growing exponentially. Um, and continues to to inspire me personally on on what they're doing daily, and so um, yeah, it really is a collective of brands, and we're trying to create, and I think we are a, just a compelling membership package for for customers and for cyclists, and 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 like sort of the ethos of outside, and and I believe this, and I know Ben does um, as well. It's it's we just really believe that that riding bikes changes your life. Um, it changed my life, and <clears throat> that's why I started. Peloton and it's just something we're honored to write about and cover and participate in and just being part of this group um, for me personally and to have Peloton involved is, is an honor and um, hang in there with us, watch what we're about to, to pull off and, and um, we're really excited about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so for, for membership, we've got two options, right? We've got the cycling bundle, which is Peloton magazine, And all the content on VelaNews.com. That's the cycling bundle. And then there's the Outside Plus membership, which is all that plus uh, Outside Magazine. And then all the exclusive content across all of our sister sites, whether that's Beta MTB or Outside Online, what have you. So those are the, the two options we have. It's been funny talking to... Long time bike riders, you know, just even I'm going to, you know, call some folks out here. Fair warning, (laughs) you know, talking to people who have who have been riding bikes forever and reading Vela News and Peloton forever. The idea of paying for online content is strange to some. You feel like, well, I'm only a sucker would pay for something online. If it's online, it should be free. Right. And we, the media, have very much shot ourselves in the foot that way. And that's how we did it for years that model's not sustainable turns out working for free uh, isn't sustainable so that's that's what we're after with this membership model is trying to make a sustainable future for ourselves and for our audience and that you know if we just give things away it's like any other business if, if money is only going out it's not going to be there forever so that's that's what we're trying to do we're not trying to pull one over on you and you know, steal your money. We're we're just trying to keep this uh, this thing going and and support that diverse cast of storytellers and photographers that uh, whose work we value and and whose work we hope you value too.
1: Yeah, and I think you know to to sort of simplify it, the membership model is is a traditional subscription model, right? Like that's um, how Peloton began, and and you could only read Peloton if you paid for it or you subscribed, and and so this is sort of a continuation of that of that model. And, and I want to point out, Ben, as well, just to, to honor, um, what is about to be 50 years of vela um, coming up this March, I believe, or April is, um, Brad Kaminsky and the team there, um, have spent the last three years compiling, um, all 50 years of vela uh, print, uh, in a digital format. And so very soon in 2022, as a member, um, as an outside member or, a a brand past member you will have access to all of those um, issues in digital form to go back and relive the history um and that's just another way we wanted to honor um just an amazing run um of 50 years of and that it continues to this day um and so that will be available to members um very soon in 2022
0: yeah that's great stuff and brad is already rolling out individual pieces from the vault from the archives uh, you know some at the back pieces of you know Great uh, commentary from over the years and the the lovely illustrations from the great David Brintoni. Um, But yes, as you mentioned, soon that full archive will be available. We're excited about that. 50 years, it's a a lot of bike racing. It is. (laughs) It is. So I mentioned I was going to call some names out, so I just wanted to take a a cheap shot at at, uh, our man, Brendan Quirk, the USA Cycling CEO, doing a great job over there. He wasn't subscribing. He was like, so how much is it? It's like 40 bucks. Oh, I don't know. And Brendan, we know you can afford $40. We're, we're working 365 days a year here, my friend, to, do, to, uh, deliver great content.
1: Yeah. And I think too, Ben, like to that point, um, what we're bringing together in terms of the offering, especially in, in the brand pass, um, in the cycling bundle. And then obviously with Outside Plus, the goal is to to have so many perks and so many offerings to our members. I mean, the Outside Plus offering includes entry into events, discounts, um, Gaia GPS, uh, Trail Forks. Um, There's so much that you get with these memberships that the goal is to make that what was historically just a print subscription in terms of Peloton. Now you're getting all of these other offerings um, in the outside plus bundle and in the cycling bundle. And so our goal is to make great value um, for the reader and for the customer um, by bringing all these things together. And, and that's the goal. And and hopefully um, you join and, and you stay with us and participate and, and our content and our storytelling and our events um, inspire you to keep riding your bike and, and to keep traveling and to keep uh, to keep doing what you love to do. And that's the goal.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, again, Vela News magazine merging with Peloton magazine. If you received Vela News magazine in the past, you will now get the new enhanced Peloton magazine six times a year. We have sent uh, emails to all our subscribers. What we realize your inbox is probably a cluttered place, so you may have missed that. But to go back and check that for details. If you have any questions, by all means, holler at us. I'll give you three emails here. There's support. At OutsideInc.com, that is support at OutsideInc.com. Uh, those folks will be happy to help you. And Brad and I are also happy to chat with you on email. I am Ben at Vellanews.com. Just my first name, Ben at villanews.com, And you can find Brad at his first initial and last name, bro, B-R-O-E, at OutsideInc.com. So again, happy to chat with you guys. We certainly appreciate Uh, your support over the years and the conversation over the years uh, and, and doing what we do. So we, yeah, we want to thank you for allowing us to do this for 10, 20, 30 years. It's, it's been a heck of a run and we look forward to doing it on to the future. So it's been an honor and thank you for that. And again, uh, reach out to us on email anytime. If you have any questions, Brad, you want to sign us off here, my friend?
1: I do. I want to say just a practical thing, real quick. That VeloNews subscribers um, they will not miss any any print issues, right? So there's no delay, there's no lag. Um, you will still be getting a print product, um, which will be coming to you shortly um, with this this recent issue. Um, so there's no lag in the subscription. It just will you'll see a new a new design, a new a new name, I suppose, on on the magazine, but but the voices of LA News will be in there and you'll see that in this very first issue. And, and we're just excited for this opportunity. And um, yeah, Ben, it's been great working alongside you. We competed for, I don't know, 20 years. <laughs> Um, and it's just been great working alongside you and your team at News. and, um, yeah, I'm excited for the future and all the announcements we have coming up here in the next few weeks.
0: Yes. Speaking of, we do have one more exciting announcement. We hired a new News editor in chief, but we cannot yet tell you who that is. So stay tuned and we'll be happy to uh, announce that in a coming podcast and, and online. But in the meantime, we will leave it there. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for listening to the Velo News Podcast. Thank you, Brad Rowe, for all that you, you do. And we will talk to you next time on the Velo News Podcast.